Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. How do you go about discerning God's will? How do you know God's will for your life, for a job or for a move or for a relationship you're in? Or maybe you're thinking about your kids and educational choices, activities, who they socialize with, or, or maybe just an opportunity comes up in your life and you're wondering, should I take it? What should I do? Should I do this? How we go about discerning life's choices reveals a lot about who we are and our relationship with God. And, you know, I, I'm going to do something different today. You see, it's my birthday coming up here this week, and I've been just looking back over the last year and over my life and just so thankful for the many people who have helped shape my life, whether it's my parents or friends, priests, uh, many different people all throughout the years that have impacted my life. Uh, but I think about some of those big moments in my life, and uh, I was talking about this with my wife uh, the other day, and and Beth said, you should do a podcast on this. You should think about those those discernment points that you had in your life. And so that's what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to take you back to uh, a certain moment, and I have many. Maybe maybe I'll make a tradition of this and do this each year. But I'm going to take you back to a moment that was quite foundational in my life and how much I, I learned from this experience of discerning God's will. And hopefully you can gather something from the way God tends to work in our souls and leads our lives. So that's what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sri, and uh, we're getting close to Christmas here. It's exciting. So we're almost you know, to the finish line in our Advent, praying for you that you're continuing to be faithful to all your Advent sacrifices, uh, all those Advent devotions. You know, it's a good kind of midpoint check-in here. If, if you've been a little slack in some of those sacrifices, finish strongly here. Recommit yourself and say, okay, I'm not going to go eat that thing or have that drink or watch that show, whatever it is that maybe you gave up for Advent, uh, whatever extra devotion you you brought in, this is this is the week to kind of refocus and, and make sure you, you're generous in your heart uh, with your Advent devotions and sacrifices so that you can really prepare in your soul a place to encounter Jesus more fully this Christmas season. So I want to take you back now to my young adult years when my faith was just starting to take off. And this is probably the first time I really had to discern something, you know, something significant in my life. And looking back, it wasn't that major of a decision, but it was really big for me at the time. I was a sophomore in college down in Bloomington, Indiana at Indiana University. And you know, I was I was a journalism major there, also uh, focused on studying business and Spanish, and uh, I was I was young, I was driven, I was really motivated to strive to get great grades. I I was often competing to get scholarships and wanting to get internships, and I was doing that a lot through my high school years and my first couple of years in college. And there was a professor, I remember, who encouraged me to apply for this national competition. There was some national journalism scholarship, and uh, it came with a a prestigious internship where you got training at the University of Missouri at the beginning of the summer, then they sent you off on an internship, and then you got this big scholarship. And so I said, all right, well, I'll apply. I, I really didn't think I had much of a chance of winning, you know, against... You know, all these other you know, hundreds and hundreds of other journalism students around the country. But I, I did what my professor said, and I sent an application, wrote my essays, and there we go. And it wasn't until many months later, I get a, a letter in the mail saying I won. <laughs> I was one of the, I think, about a dozen journalism students around the country that was selected for this scholarship and internship program. 
And um, now I think most people would, would have been thrilled opening up that letter. They would have been jumping up and down going, yes, I want the thing. This is great. That's not, that's not how I felt. My heart sank because now I had to make a choice. I had to make a big agonizing choice. Uh, you see, I didn't just win the internship. I, I saw where they were sending me. They were sending me to Iowa, the state of Iowa. Now, I, I'm sure I have listeners out there in Iowa. I love the state. I love driving through your state. It's so beautiful. And, and I've come to love it even more by um, having spending some, some time there. But I, at the time, I have to tell you, I, I, was grow, I grew up in Chicago. I lived in, in Chicago, about a mile from Wrigley Field from the north side. I was a big city boy. We moved out in the suburbs, uh, but I went to Chicago every weekend to see my grandmother. And I would go to downtown Chicago with my friends many nights, You know, even on school nights sometimes. I just loved the city of Chicago. And my, my, my dream was just to go back that summer and be back with my friends, all my old buddies from high school. We're going to love Chicago go on the lakefront, go to the Cubs games. Yeah, I just had this whole vision for my life. You know, that summer was going to be in Chicago. And in fact, I had a nice internship lined up to, in, in public relations where I could still do some, get, get some training and writing skills, but also design and other kinds of communication. So I, I, I had the whole dream all set up. And then I win this award that kind of throws, you know, into question my whole plan, the plan that I had to go back to Chicago. Do I really want to go and go to Iowa. I was going to be in the middle of, of, of nowhere, Iowa, and I was going to have to live on my own uh, for the first time. You know, I never really lived on my own before. I went to college, but, you know, I'm living with all these other people. But this was just like, really, you'd, you'd just go to work and you'd just go to your little apartment and, you know, you don't know anybody in this small town. It's just, you know, I'm not going to be with my friends. I'm going to be in Iowa. I want to be in Chicago, <laughs> you know? So I, I remember... They, you know, they they followed up with a phone call and congratulated me. And I tried to pretend I was super happy, even though I was like, oh, crud, I have to make a decision now. Do I go to Iowa or do I go to Chicago? What, what do I do? And uh, and they said I had until Friday at the end of the week to decide. So I remember just going back and forth in my mind, thinking about the pros and cons of each option and just kind of agonizing. What should I do? Should I go to Iowa? Should I go to Chicago? Should I take this this big national competition internship? Should I do the Chicago internship in public relations, which is a new area I'm interested in? Well, which one do I do? And I just spent the week just talking to friends, talking to professors, and just agonizing about this. And by the end of the week, I was exhausted. I was just exhausted from this, exhausted physically, emotionally, spiritually. So I remember I called the newspaper company there in Iowa and I just said, hey, thank you so much. I know I'm supposed to let you know today. Is there any chance I could have just, just the weekend and I'll, I'll let you know first thing Monday morning? And they said, oh, sure, that's fine, no problem. But I, I now was facing, I don't want to spend the whole weekend still discerning this. I am so tired of thinking about this. I don't want to be thinking about this anymore. So after dinner that Friday night, I, I remember uh, leaving my dorm cafeteria and walking over to the, the Catholic church that was just about maybe two blocks from my dormitory. And, and I went over there at St. Charles Borromeo Church. And uh, I will never forget this moment for the rest of my life. Uh, I remember I walked into that church and I'm kneeling down and I just fell on my knees and I, I told Jesus before the Blessed Sacrament, I just told him, I'm exhausted. I'm not leaving here 
until you show me what to do. <laughs> I kind of, I gave Jesus an ultimatum. <laughs> I just, I, I, I was just, I didn't want to think about it anymore. I didn't want to spend the whole weekend going back and forth in my mind. I just wanted to know. And so I expected, I tell Jesus that, and immediately he's going to just show me, ding, here we go. Here's where you should go. Uh, that's not what happened. <laughs> you know, you can never really discern things all on your own timetable. Yet you have to allow God to work with you and uh, and and give you the grace to make the decision or to prompt you and uh, to give you a confirmation, whatever that might be. It's it's all in His time, and He knows what's best for us. I was wanting to control, and I just I want to know right now. So I just expected I'd fall on my knees, I tell Jesus that, and then I would get my magical answer. Uh, that's not what happened. Uh, and so I spent the next several hours in the church, kneeling, sitting down, falling on my knees again, standing up, walking around. I mean, it's late at night. There's nobody else in this church. Uh, and I'm just, I remember just walking all back and forth around this church, and it is pouring rain. There's like a big thunderstorm outside, and uh, it, it was just crazy. And, and, and I just kept going back and forth in my mind and saying, I, I think I should do this Iowa thing. I think it. I can see it could be really good for me, but I don't want to do it for this reason and this reason and this reason. My friends, Chicago, the the public relations opportunity, expand in a new area. There's all these reasons, all these objections to going to Iowa that just kept I, I I just kept bringing forward, and finally, after hours of just going back and forth in my mind, I remember going right up to the tabernacle. It's got to be you know past midnight now. <laughs> and, and I just was right in front of the tabernacle. I just went right up to Jesus and I just knelt before him and I told him, I want to do your will, not my will. Jesus, I want to do what you want, not what I want. And when I, I made that little surrender, because this was a little different, this was a, little, a, a step forward. It wasn't just show me what to do. It really was saying, I, I want to do what you want for me, Lord. I want to follow your plan, not my plan. I want to do your will, not whatever I'm clinging on to. When I made that, I don't remember exactly the words, but it was that idea. Definitely, I, I do remember using the words, your will. You know, I want to do your will, not my will. And what, what happened was, it was nothing, again, extraordinary. But as soon as I made that little act of surrender, all of a sudden, those objections that I had been keeping in my mind for why I didn't want to take the internship, why I didn't want to go to Iowa, why I wanted to be in Chicago instead, why I should do the public relations opportunity instead, all those objections just kind of fizzled. They just dissipated. I mean, they were still there, the same objections that I had for the whole week, the same objections I had in my mind back as I was pacing around this church for three hours. <laughs> They were, they were the same ones, but suddenly they just kind of, they just didn't have the force that they did before. I, I don't know if I had a, like a clear answer on each of them. It was just kind of like, you know, I, okay, well, what about, what about my friends? Oh, well, you'll, the, you'll still see them. You'll see them at the end of the summer. You'll see them when you first come home. Oh, what about the public relations opportunity? You, you can do that next summer. It was just kind of like, I just kind of sensed like, you know, every little objection I made, the same objection didn't have the same weight, didn't have the same control over me. And there was just this peace. And I, I remember kind of just look, I mean, I am like right there 
in front of the tabernacle, like, like literally just kneeling down right in front of it, so close to the gold box. <laughs> and, and I just remember saying to Jesus something like, you know, so I, I, I think you want me to go to Iowa? And kind of just sensing, you're going to be okay. Yeah, you should do that. And again, no words, I didn't hear anything, but just kind of this peace, all the objections suddenly were gone. And, and I really think the pivot point was just the little act of surrender, of really saying to Jesus, I don't want to do my will. I want to follow your will. That little act of not wanting to control everything in my life, which I had always done and I still struggle with, it, it really was, I'm so grateful for, for that, that grace at that moment um, and the peace he gave me to move on, to move on confidently. And that's what I did. I, I left the church knowing, without a doubt, this is what I'm supposed to do. I remember telling my friends, they're like, finally, finally you decided. <laughs> but I'm also so grateful for the many, many blessings that came you know, from that. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go to Iowa. So thank you, state of Iowa. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what did I do? I, I, first of all, just I learned so much about writing that summer that I, I wouldn't have learned at the other internship as much because it, when you're a journalism reporter, you're a newspaper reporter, you, you have to be, you're writing multiple articles each day. You got to write them quickly. Uh, and, and so every day I'm writing multiple articles and then I would take it over to the editor and then the editor would be at the computer and they always had me here, pull up a seat or stand right behind me. And I would look over their shoulder as they edited my work. And every day, multiple times a day, they completely tore apart my writing. And I thought I was a good writer and it was completely torn to shreds. And I saw them, how they rearranged sentences. I saw they changed words to use better, more descriptive, more engaging words. And, and it was just like my writing was just being torn apart every single day, but I watched how they were changing it. And, or they'd say, here, go rewrite this paragraph or something, you know, and, and, and the whole process, I mean, just every day for three months, getting that intensive kind of hands-on training and writing just really helped me, you know, that, and that's the art of, you know, journalists is taking complex ideas, whether it's in politics or in, you know, news events that are unfolding, you know, in, in the economy or whatever uh, is going on, like taking complex things succinctly, explaining them to the ordinary person you know, that maybe, you know, reads at about a high school level at, you know, at best, you know, maybe even like junior high level. And all that training, that writing, I think has just, I'm so grateful for it. it helped me, you know, to this day, I have to take complex ideas like the Holy Trinity, <laughs> you know, or things from sacred scripture or the doctrines of the Catholic church or why we believe certain things about the moral life and take those complex ideas and explain them to ordinary people in a clear, concise, simple way. So I, I, I wouldn't be the writer that I am today if it wasn't for that experience. I'm so grateful that I ended up going that way. Uh, I also am grateful because that summer, after that summer, I really knew clearly I didn't want to be a journalist. I did not want to be a newspaper reporter anymore. I dreamed about being like a TV, radio, newspaper journalist, something like that from my childhood days and my uh, high school career. And I just saw the, the life wasn't the life I wanted to live. Uh, I'm grateful for all the writing and, and grateful for the, the people that I met there. But I also saw it was, a, it was an intense lifestyle full of a lot of pressure, constant deadlines. And I just saw people weren't happy. All the people I worked with, I could tell, not all of them, but I'd say many of them were not very happy. You know, they 
They smoked, they drank, they were divorced or unhappily single. The, it, it, just, it just didn't seem like the life that I wanted to pursue. So as much as I liked the writing part, it, the, the lifestyle was, 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 was hard. Uh, but probably the biggest thing I took away from that experience is just having that summer alone, coming home at the end of a day of work and being alone, cooking for myself, eating a meal all by myself. I'd never done that before. I'd always been with my family or with my friends at college and, uh, and just being alone, being okay with being alone, being okay with being with myself, my own thoughts in silence, being okay with just being with the Lord, being more aware of his presence just moment to moment in my day-to-day life. I would say as much as I learned about writing, that summer. That summer also taught me so much in terms of learning to to cling to God more uh, and not to the distractions that are out there in the world and really being okay with being alone and in silence and just with the Lord. Now, three quick takeaways I want to suggest to you about discernment here. Uh, one is, I think discernment often involves wrestling with God. You often think, oh, I'm going to discern God's will. I got this big decision to make. Should I take this job? Uh, should I move forward in this relationship? I got to discern God's will. And, and I think a lot of it is, is more about wrestling with God, learning to surrender. I think that's the process of discernment. Uh, yes, there is a plan. The Lord has a plan. But it's not as much about discerning God's will. I think it's more about discovering your own attachments, your own fears, your own desire to control. You become more aware of these things when you're really discerning something. So yes, you are seeking God's will, but in the process, what's happening is you're realizing, oh, I'm really attached to this. Oh, I'm really scared to this. I'm not open to this other idea. Uh, and so I put parameters around God's will in my life. And, and you come to a deeper awareness of how much I want to control everything. I want to follow my plan. I want to follow what, what I want to do. And, and, and it's all about my own control. And, and God wants to just break through that. He wants to break us down. So I think the process of discernment is just as much about kind of working on our own weaknesses, attachments, fears, and desire to control everything. I mean, for me, that's what it was. You know, I'm like, I, I just want to be with my friends and I want to be back home with my family and I want to be in my city of Chicago and I want to, I really want to do this. I got this great opportunity to do this cool thing in, in public relations, which I've never had a chance to do before. I've done newspaper stuff before. I've never done this thing before. It was all the things I wanted to do, my plan. And, and I can see that those, those attachments came out that night in the church. Uh, and God wanted me not to be detached. He wanted me to surrender. Second thing that that is clear to me is also that when we discern, and, and again, I didn't learn this all that night, and I'm still learning it here many, many decades later, you know, but we want to look for the deeper peace, that God's will comes with peace, but not a superficial peace. It's usually not the initial emotional response that we have. That was clear, right? My initial res- emotional response to the opportunity set before me, the choice I had to make. My initial response was, oh, no, I don't want to go to Iowa. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I want to control. I, I, want, I, I want to do my plan. And, and so there was a lot of uh, lack of peace you know, about the prospects of going to Iowa. And that's where I think many people today stop there. They go, oh, I don't feel peace, so I shouldn't go to Iowa. Well, of course I'm not going to feel peace if I'm so disorderedly attached 
to my friends, my social group, to the vision for what I wanted to do that summer. What was going to be really fun? Is is Iowa's not going to be fun, but Chicago is going to be fun. Yeah, I should do that. And 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 what I was thinking was would be good for the next step in my career. Go go do this public relations internship. You know, it was like you know. Uh, so I was like, I was feeling threatened by the opportunity to go take this internship and get this scholarship because it was it was kind of disrupting the the plan that I had. And so, of course, I'm not going to have peace in my initial emotional response. But as the great tradition, you know, tells us, we, that's not, the, you don't want to look at that. And in fact, the initial emotional response often reveals a disordered attachment. <laughs> it's not revealing God's will. And so what you want to do is persevere through that where you're being rattled at first about something and then surrender to the Lord and tell him, I want to do your will, not my, I know I'm a little nervous about this. I'm scared. Be honest with God. You can tell him that, but then surrender and, and look for the deeper peace. That's what I discovered that night in the church was that deeper peace that the Lord gave me, the confidence to move forward to do the very difficult thing for me. I mean, I look back on this, I'm like, hey, kid, it was only three months. It's not a big deal. Go to Iowa. <laughs> but, but at the time, you know, it was a real big deal. And, and I'm, I'm thankful uh, that the Lord gave the deeper peace that wasn't there that whole week. It wasn't there most of that night in the church. But, in, but at the end, once I surrendered, then there came the deeper peace. Finally, Last thing is that just by surrendering to God's plan, and you know, I really came away in my young adult years there really confident that there is a plan, um, that, that there is really a purpose that God always has for us, and to have confidence in that. And so I think that just gave me a foundation for moving forward, and maybe in future years or future episodes, I'll share with you other much bigger discernment points I had in my life. Um, but, but I, I wouldn't have made big choices, whether it was to go study theology or to go to Rome and do my doctorate or to go to Benedictine College or to go to the Augustine Institute or to go to Focus, whatever. I mean, I, I don't think I would have done those things if it wasn't early on in my young adult years, learning to trust God's providential care, his plan more than my own. So I hope this little reflection has been helpful for you. And the next time you have to discern something big, I hope you'll go in your wrestling match with God and be not just on the lookout for God's will for your life, but in the process, be on the lookout for the things God wants to work on in your soul, things he's going to point out to you about your fears, about your lack of courage, about your your attachments, your desire to control. Uh, it, it, I, think, I think that is the most interesting part about discernment. It's not the final thing. What did you decide? It's actually the process and what God is doing in our hearts in that process. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can always reach me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Find me on my website, edwardsri.com, edwardsri.com. And if you like this show, if you're blessed by this podcast, please share it with family, friends, coworkers, people at your parish. Let other people know about the All Things Catholic podcast. If it's a blessing for you, I pray it may bless those you love as well. Thanks so much and God bless.